This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. The U.S. death toll from COVID-19 has surpassed 100,000, but the lockdown has made it tough for people to properly grieve for our loved ones. That's where virtual funerals come in. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is senior editor Shelby Brown, who takes a look at the new trend of funerals that you Zoom or Skype into. Thanks for joining me, Shelby. Thanks for having me. So tell me about these virtual funerals. How do they work? So funerals and memorial services and wakes have started being conducted over video chat apps like Zoom and Skype for many families in the time of the pandemic. Um, Similarly to a traditional funeral, um, there are still aspects that the family can have control of, like religious aspects, meaningful readings and songs played, etc. It's just a bit more complicated to navigate, uh, since sometimes this is the first time a person might be using this type of technology, even though we might think of video chat apps as fairly common. Um, But it's not the same as being able to share a physical space with the people who love the person that you did that's now gone. Yeah, it's one thing for us to, you know, casually chat over video conference, a funeral that it's obviously, that's something that has a lot more gravity to, to it. And so it's interesting to me how that actually works. Like, how do you it is it's a solemn occasion. It's one of obviously incredible importance. Um, how how does one sort of um, replicate that in for the virtual experience for through a video conference? So, basically, I, I spoke to um, a woman in Oregon who owns a funeral home, and she's been conducting um, digital funerals, virtual funerals and memorial services. Um, and essentially what she does is she sets up her laptop in front of the casket or the shroud. And after everyone has dialed into the zoom call or the Skype call, um, she makes sure that everybody has what they need. Um, and that can see, and then she waits in her office and she gives the family time about an hour and then she'll check back in. She'll see if they need anything more time, if anyone's still there logged in. And then, um, and she often goes to the burial sometimes if the family isn't allowed to attend and she'll film or photograph, or she'll do a video chat call from the burial, um, from the cemetery and um yeah so that's that's kind of how funerals are working in during the pandemic yeah it's interesting how um that works i mean you brought up an interesting point about how you know for some folks this is the first time on like video conferencing like so beyond the complexity of of organizing something like this they uh, like these funeral directors almost have to be kind of tech support right kind of educate folks into using video conferencing. I don't know if you could, if the, the funeral director say anything about that, like the sort of extra responsibility she now has. Right. Um, that was, that was also interesting. Um, I mean, her, her name was Elizabeth Fournier and she's out of Oregon. Um, it was fascinating to talk to her because, um, she's, she had used video chat apps prior. Um, and 
you know, if somebody couldn't make it to a funeral, you know, she would set up the video chat app, like somebody was at school and she would have that going. So they could also be at the funeral, but now that's almost exclusively what's happening because of COVID-19. So, but I mean, if it, if it's, you know, an elderly couple, they might not know how to use Skype or a phone or like we might know how to do. So I think that that is a challenge that families face now with, with COVID-19 and doing funerals over tech, over Skype. And you, and you mentioned that, you know, like almost all of these, is that how common things are? Like, is that what the situation is like? Is it, are, are most of these funerals being conducted virtually now? They're a lot more common now during the coronavirus pandemic, especially with the lockdown orders and social distancing rules that only permit about 10 or fewer people in one place. Um, when I talked to Elizabeth, she said that she'd used video chat apps in the past, like I said, um, but visit virtual funerals and memorial services have become so much more common now. And I think they're going to stay in some capacity, even when lockdowns are lifted and life returns to whatever normal will be. Having video chat apps as an option gives family and friends from all over the opportunity to give their respects without worrying about travel, even without the fear of a pandemic. You know, you don't have to come from Alaska or across the, the ocean. Or if somebody isn't comfortable with funerals, they can still say goodbye to a loved one with a video chat app. Yeah, you raise a really good point because, I mean, you could argue that you know having a laptop at a funeral or doing one of these Zoom conference calls before all this might have been seen as inappropriate, um, but all of a sudden, with you know the, the sort of the situation has forced this to become the norm. Uh, I could definitely see how this could be something that's a lot more acceptable socially uh, at funerals going forward, even once we get past this pandemic. Uh, so. Beyond beyond sort of the adding a laptop, like have funeral homes changed at all to account for this for the social distancing policies? Like what 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 else have they done to, um, you know, make it more accommodating for our current situation? Right. Um, when I spoke with Elizabeth, she told me that the mortuary, the cemetery boards, funeral bureaus, the entities that are in charge of licensing and protocol for funeral homes and cemeteries in each state have said that it's best, it's in the best interest of funeral homes to treat every death like a COVID-19 death simply for the safety of the embalmers and other workers in the industry. Um, but more have adopted this digital approach to handle as many aspects of the funeral as possible during the pandemic. And that's for the safety of themselves and the families who need to plan a service. So a lot more through, through my research for this article, you know, it wasn't just Elizabeth's funeral home that have been taking this digital approach. Yeah. You actually interviewed a woman who ended up holding a virtual funeral for her mother uh, I'm curious in, in discussing things with her, like how she viewed it, like what, what she thought about the idea of even having this all done virtually. Well, uh, her name was Margaret Konecki. Um, she was incredible. Um, she was in Ohio and she flew out to New York after her mother took a bad fall. Um, and she passed away from the fall. Um, but the staff essentially told Margaret and her sisters that 
you know, if they didn't take her mother home after the fall, that she would become infected with COVID-19 because it was back in March, um, right before they shut down New York. Um, but after her mother passed away, they, um, were able to hold a zoom memorial service for her mother. Um, so her family's rabbi performed the funeral alone and Margaret and her sisters watched on their phone. Um, she said that she was thankful for the technology, even though watching the funeral on the phone wasn't ideal. Um, and she was able to have as traditional as possible, the Jewish memorial service that the family wanted. And she said that she also found the bright side that about a hundred people were able to dial in to the zoom service and pay the respects that otherwise they wouldn't have been able to come. Yeah. And I'm just curious, how did you find her? It was very strange, um, reaching out into the internet and asking for people who have lost someone or to talk about funerals. I think that's one of the difficult parts about being a journalist is asking for those sensitive things from people. Um, but she was very willing to talk about it. And, um, I met Margaret through a PR representative that was her friend and, um, I got her phone number and we started texting and her mother's memorial service was actually the night that we started talking and she was ready to talk to me that night. And I was like, no, <laughs> have your mother's memorial service. We'll talk tomorrow, but we still chat and it's, it's kind of become a friendship. Wow. It's, it's amazing to hear that. I mean, it, it almost seemed like your reporting and her, her conversation with you was you know, partly cathartic almost is, was her sort of talking about what's going on. I think so. So, wow, that's, uh, it's an important topic and we're definitely going to, I mean, this is sadly going to continue to be a thing as the death toll continues to rise, but uh, it's a very important topic. Thank you for writing about it. You can check out Shelby's story and the rest of the series, The Future of Funerals, on cnet.com. If you have any questions, leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.